Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. Good morning and welcome to Connection Point Church and welcome to those joining us online. I'm Pastor Zach. Shelly and I serve as lead pastors of this great church. So I returned from Indonesia this past week, uh, but some months ago was asked if I would uh, come and help a church in northern Indiana, just cast vision for missions, God's heart for the nations, and so that's where I'm at today. Uh, But I also wanted to continue our series in Luke with you, and and so we decided to capture this message today on, on video. So that's what we're doing today, but I'll be back next week. I look forward to that. We've missed I've missed being here with, with you all, and, and so I'm looking forward to being here next week with you. Well, as a, a freshman in college, I was at Northern Illinois University, was working through a devotional experiencing God. I was at this university because I was pursuing a degree and uh, looking to go into the military with the Air Force. And, and as I was going through this devotional, though, God really began to, to show me that although I was a Christian, I grew up in a Christian home, that I never had really enthroned Jesus as king of my heart, because I had never really consulted him what he desired of my life, what what he would have me do with my life. And so as I was working through this devotional, basically Jesus began knocking on the door of my heart, asking if I would enthrone him as king. That's a question for all of us today. Is Jesus king of your heart? Or or maybe just more generally, who is king of your heart? Well, as we continue our series in Luke today, we're going to get into Luke chapter 23 and uh, picking up from where we left off with Pastor Zach Rainey a couple of weeks ago. And what we're going to do is just basically go on a journey examining some questions or, or answering some questions that help us to examine who is king of our hearts. So if you have your Bible, and I hope you do, that's kind of weird on video, by the way. (laughs) I hope you've got God's Word with you today. We always want you daily in God's Word. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at Luke chapter 23, verses 13 through 25. So starting in verse 13 this morning, Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people, and after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they all cried together, away with this man, and release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection started in the city, and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed, so Pilate decided their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus over 
to their will. These are the very words of God. And I trust that you're already seated this morning. <laughs> well, so before this episode, we find that Jewish leaders, they bring Jesus to Pilate, saying, Jesus is misleading this nation, that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says, well, you've said so. You see, Jesus is on trial because Jewish leaders think he's misleading the nation, wanting to be their king. And this trial continues today because Jesus wants to be king of our hearts. But the question is, do we want him to be king? Have we made him king of our lives? To live in the kingdom of God, we must make Jesus king of our hearts. And to determine who is king of our hearts, it's important we consider a few questions today. And the first is, do we allow Jesus to lead or do we think he's misleading us? The Jewish leaders, they brought Jesus to Pilate and they told him, we found this man leading, misleading our nation. The Jewish leaders, they knew the teachings of Jesus and they considered him a threat to the way that they live their lives. Shortly before his arrest, Jesus, he shares this parable that revealed God, the vineyard owner. He's about to come in and replace the temple leadership. The temple leaders, they considered this parable a direct threat to the way that they lived. They benefited from the way that they ran the temple and in their partnership with the Roman Empire. In fact, if you go and visit the old city of Jerusalem today, you can go to a place called the Wall Museum, and you can see some of the, the ruins of the homes that these guys lived in, the, this temple leadership. These homes were extravagant, especially by first century standards when most people lived in a one-room house. So Jesus threatens this temple leadership, or at least they feel threatened by him, and, and so they did not want Jesus to be their king. And because Jesus served as a threat to their way of life, the temple leadership told Pilate, Jesus is misleading the nation. The temple authority, they rejected the leadership of Jesus and preferred to think that he's misleading them because for them to follow his leading, it would have meant a change in the way that they lived. It would have meant a way in the way that they led the temple. It would have meant a change in the way that they handled scripture because Jesus was continually correcting their interpretation of God's word. They assumed Jesus was misleading people because what he said didn't work with the way they wanted to live their lives. Let me, let me say that again. This temple leadership, they assumed Jesus is misleading people or they wanted to at least think that he's misleading the people because what Jesus said didn't work with the way that they wanted to live their lives. That's not too unlike today as we consider the teachings of Jesus. If we really allow Jesus to be our leader, then it will change the way that we live. When I decided to allow Jesus to lead my life during my first year at university, I wound up needing to change the school that I was attending in the area of study that I was in. I transferred to Southeastern University to pursue a degree in teaching and classes in Bible and theology. In order to do this, I had to know that Jesus was leading me and not misleading me. 
If we allow Jesus to be our leader, it will change the way we live. It will change the way we interact with people. It will change the way that we run our businesses. It will change the way that we parent our children. It will change the way we live our lives. Think about it. I mean, Jesus said things like, love your enemies. If Jesus is king, this is what we will do. So, do you love your enemies? Do you love those who would pit themselves against you in your workplace? Do you love those who would come against your way of life? Do you love those who ridicule your faith? If Jesus is leading you, you will. If you think he's misleading you, then you won't. Uh, What else did Jesus say? I mean, he said things like forgive others. Jesus instructed people that were living in Galilee. He's he's sharing with them this message. He says, look, if you're in Jerusalem and if you're offering a sacrifice, leave it there and go and get right with your brother or sister. Forgiveness really matters. So how are you in relationship with others? Because Jesus is saying you can't really be right with God unless you're in right standing with other people. So how are you doing in this area? Are you in right relationship with everyone else in your life as much as it depends on you? If Jesus is leading you, you will be. If you think he's misleading you in this area, you won't. And Jesus said you should help others in need. He gave us instruction to help the sick, the poor, the prisoner, and those from other nations. So do you help others in need? Have you identified those in your life that are in need of help? If Jesus is leading you, you'll have a desire to help others. If you think Jesus is misleading you, others and their needs will not be a concern for you. Is Jesus leading you or do you think he's misleading you with statements like love your neighbor, forgive those who persecute you and love your enemy? Jesus cannot become king of your heart If you think he's misleading you, he can only become king of your heart if you're willing to allow him to lead your life. Do we allow Jesus to lead us or do we think he's misleading us? That's the first question to consider this morning. And the next is, do do we prefer insurrection over kingship? Do we prefer insurrection over kingship? If we think Jesus is misleading us, then we will prefer insurrection over his kingship. After Pilate and Herod, they've examined Jesus. Pilate brings Jesus back out to the Jewish crowd, the temple leaders and their supporters. And he tells them he has found nothing to charge him with. Jesus is innocent of the charge of misleading the nation. So Pilate wants to release him. But the crowd shouts, away with this man. And release to us Barabbas. Our passage tells us Barabbas has been thrown in prison for insurrection and murder. Basically, Barabbas represented one who would work to violently overthrow Roman rule, while Jesus represented one who said that true freedom would be found, not by getting rid of Roman rule, but by living as God intended, as salt and light in the world. Jesus would model that freedom comes not by forcing your own way, but instead through the service of others. The kingdom of Jesus. It's an upside-down kingdom. Jesus came to set people free, but not in the way it seemed they wanted. The temple leadership and their supporters, they did not want to follow the leadership of Jesus. 
And so they chose Barabbas instead. And the interesting thing about the name Barabbas is the meaning behind it. His name means son of the father. You see, Abba means father, and Bar and Aramaic, it means son. So Barabbas is the son of the human father. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the son of our heavenly father. You see, Barabbas represents us. In the natural, we are sons and daughters of earthly fathers. We are Barabbas. Our human natures naturally reject the leadership of God in our lives. We instead prefer insurrection. We rage against God's rule. Because in the end, we desire to rule ourselves. We want things our way. We want to be king of our own hearts. This has been the story of humanity from the very beginning. All the way back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, they usurped the rule of God in this world. And instead of listening to the good word of God, they listened to the serpent and to themselves and ruined their opportunity to govern as God's co-governors in Eden. And sadly, all the descendants of Adam and Eve, they've shown the same pattern. We are all usurpers. We are all insurrectionists. We all want to rule, not under God as God's under-governors, which was his plan, but as gods and goddesses ourselves. We read about this kind of response to Jesus in Psalm 2. The psalmist writes, Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth, they set themselves, and the rulers take counsels together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Our default human state is to reject the rulership of Jesus in our lives. So where do you find yourself today? When you choose a university to attend, when you look for a job, when you buy a house, when you make major life decisions, do you pray and determine what Jesus wants? Or do you simply go your own way? Do you follow the commands of Jesus? Do you turn the other cheek? Do you pray for those who persecute you? Do you go and tell others about Jesus? If Jesus is king of your heart, you will. If he's not, you won't. Do we prefer our self-rule over the rule of Jesus? The last question to consider this morning is, are are we willing to follow Jesus by living the crucified life? Are we willing to follow Jesus by living the crucified life? Although it might be natural to prefer insurrection over kingship, we do have the opportunity and the ability to accept Jesus as king and enter into his kingdom. Jesus invites all of us to follow him to pledge our allegiance to him and live well in his kingdom. What a wonderful invitation we have, we all have, from the king of kings. In fact, this is what the psalmist winds up encouraging in Psalm 2. The last few verses from that psalm that I read, it says, Therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned. 
O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, pledge allegiance to him, lest he be angry and you perish in his way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. We are all invited to take refuge in Jesus. But what does it look like to make Jesus king of our hearts? What does it take to allow him to lead? We've been working our way from Luke for, through Luke for a couple of years now, and, and if you go all the way back to Luke chapter 9, you find what it takes to make Jesus king of our hearts. Jesus in this passage, he has set his face on Jerusalem. He's, he's making his way to Jerusalem now in Luke chapter 9, and he's making his way to the cross, and here's what he tells those following him. He says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of his Father and of the holy angels. To make Jesus king of our hearts, we must live a crucified life. And what I find interesting about this episode with Barabbas is he is the one that's meant to go to the cross. But what does the crowd cry out? Release to us Barabbas. Release to us ourselves. We don't want to go to the cross. In other words, live the crucified life no way. I want everything my way. I'm not willing as a son or daughter of earthly fathers to carry my own cross. I want to rule my own life. I want to be my own God or goddess. I don't want Jesus as king. Crucify him instead. It's important for us to understand. We cannot in our own strength live the crucified life. It is a supernatural endeavor to make Jesus king of our hearts. It is a supernatural ability to take up our cross daily and to follow him. It is the Holy Spirit that helps us do it. And he wants to help us do it. Jesus wants us to live in his kingdom. And the promise of scripture is as we live like this, as we die daily, as we give up our self-rule and allow Jesus to rule instead, we will actually live better lives. Jesus says as we lose or we give up our lives, we will actually save them. You see, Jesus is a good king and he means for us to live a flourishing life in his kingdom. But for this to happen, we must give up our own rule and allow him to be king of our hearts. And if we allow Jesus to be king, we will begin to live like him. Living like Jesus, is, it's captured in four simple statements. It's being who Jesus was. It's doing what Jesus did. It's believing what Jesus taught and obeying what Jesus commanded. To live the crucified life is to do what Jesus did because he is our best model of what it looks like to live a crucified life in the kingdom of God. 
doing things like helping those in need, praying for people to be healed, interacting with the outsiders in our community. To, to live the crucified life is to believe what he taught. He taught about the value of prayer and fasting. Jesus taught about forgiveness, taught about giving. To live the crucified life is to obey what Jesus commanded. Jesus commanded we love others, all others. He commanded us to go and make obedient disciple makers of others. Very simply, to live the crucified life is to become like who Jesus was, who he is. So make Jesus king of your heart by living the crucified life as Barabbas, because we are all Barabbas. We must supernaturally carry our own crosses. We must die daily so that Jesus might become king of our hearts. And in so doing, we will have the capacity to live like Jesus, to do what he did, to believe what he taught, to obey what he commanded, to be who Jesus was. So have you made Jesus king of your heart? Do you do what Jesus did? Do you believe what he taught? Do you obey what he commanded? Are you who Jesus was? My encouragement this morning is live the crucified life. Allow Jesus to become king of your heart. To live eternally in the kingdom, we must. As you read the, the last few chapters of the New Testament in a book called Revelation, the full identity of Jesus is revealed. Reading from Revelation chapter 19, John, the revelator, here's what he writes. He says, on his robe, on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You see, Jesus is the King of Kings and he is meant to be King of our hearts. Barabbas represents the position we are all in as a result of Jesus' death. We are able to live because he died. Those who know what Jesus accomplished on the cross, they realize that Barabbas' story, it's our story. Jesus freed us by his death, just as Barabbas was freed. The death of Jesus on the cross, he makes a way for us to live like him. He has earned the right to rule our lives. But will we let him? Will we allow Jesus to become the king he's supposed to be for us all? If we do, we will live with the confident understanding that he's in control and that we live in his unshakable kingdom. How much more peace could you have in your life if you were not bearing the weight of your own life, but instead allowing Jesus to bear that weight as king? And then just as Jesus died for us, we have the opportunity to die daily for the sake of others. As we live a crucified life, as we make Jesus king of our hearts, we have the opportunity to save others from a life without Jesus. So will you make Jesus king of your heart by living a crucified life so that others might live eternally in God's kingdom? Just as Jesus died for you, so you have opportunity to die daily for others so that they can enter God's kingdom too. Who in your life needs you to live a crucified life so that they can make Jesus king of their hearts? Friends, family, neighbors, coworkers? Who will live well in God's kingdom 
because you chose to make Jesus king of your heart. Because I was willing to make Jesus king of my heart, I wound up transferring to Southeastern University where I met Shelley. We were married within a couple of years, and we've been able to live extraordinary lives by following Jesus, asking him to help us die daily, and we lose our lives so that we can find them in him. What kind of life will you live and lead by choosing to make Jesus king of your heart? We would encourage you, live in God's kingdom. Allow Jesus to become king of your heart today.